We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Year in Review 2017 in the books. Mm. Thank Jesus. Wow, it was a good year. We have our uh, we have our categories where we're handing out awards, and uh, there's a bunch. I can't count two, three, four, five, six, eight. Around there, around eight, something like that. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, first one we're starting with is the legend of the year, and mind you, this isn't a good thing. This is your wow. You're a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the who's the legend of the year, Tim? My legend of the year is a person that I have expressed hate for many times. It's Hugh Jackson, the one and thirty-one coach of the Cleveland Browns. Jesus, I've watched the Browns way too much this year, and I think they intrigue me because there's some there's some good talent on that squad. But I was a Browns fan for the first three weeks. The first thing that happened right off the bat was they decided they're going to make Deshaun Kaiser the starter. Yeah. Throw a 21-year-old kid at QB for the Browns. Let's see how that works out. Predictably, didn't work out very well. Then, in the first game of the year, I believe, first or second game, he decided to kick a field goal. Then the crowd chanted, go for it. He called a timeout, went for it, missed the field goal, burned a second-half timeout, and missed the points. They would have won the game otherwise. On top of that, last week, two weeks ago, Isaiah Crowell breaks a... 56-yard run, gets one carry the rest of the game. That was in the second quarter. Hugh Jackson continues to take good talent on a Cleveland team and stuff it as far down the fucking drain as he possibly can with his dumbass decisions and his stupid comments. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. As a professional, Hugh. As a professional, I hate you. I don't know how you are as a guy. Probably a good guy. Don't have a problem with you. As a coach... Suck a big fat one. 
Boss, who is your legend of the year? Legend of the year, and I'm a legend for buying into this legend, <laughs> is uh, John Jones. Hey. I was buying the comeback, you know, Damn. everything. He he beat Cormier at 214 in Anaheim, took the light heavyweight title back. Uh, his post-fight speech with Joe Rogan, he was preaching how if no one believes in you, blah, 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 keep going, perseverance, this, that. And then uh, days later, he found out he failed the test. The, right after the weigh-in for an anabolic steroid. Christ. And now he's facing a maximum four-year suspension. Uh, he's denying it. He says it was a tainted supplement and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, John Jones, the greatest light heavyweight of all time. After all he went through with the cocaine, the hit and run, and the suspension yeah. again before that for the year, he's back. He won the title, first fight back, with a vicious head kick that put Cormier to bed and some vicious elbows. And now he's just like that. He's going again. So legend. And I'm a legend for buying into it. <laughs> what about you, Nick? So it's always nice when someone who's been hustling people for over 15 years finally gets hustled. And I'm going with Bill Belichick. <laughs> I think the San Francisco 49ers hustled him. Jimmy G is the reason. Jimmy G is the answer. Um, I'm not coming in hot because I said this after his first game last year when they played the Cardinals and he was starting that he was a top 10 quarterback in the league and he's come in and you know at the time that we're recording this he's won his first couple starts with the San Francisco 49ers it seems like the defense is playing better just because he's out there apparently now they could tackle like that has anything to do with Jimmy G but anyway Belichick has made a living of taking these cast off from cast offs from teams and turning them into studs and super bowl champions and now you know brady's 40 years old who knows how much longer he has you had a guy similar to like a aaron Rodgers, where Rodgers was behind Favre all these years right garoppolo's been sitting behind brady there's so many different compilations compilations not compilations <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i always do that but it just felt right um of them you know all their their whole setup is just so similar and yo, if you have a quarterback, your your problem is solved, and they fleeced them. They got they got Jimmy G for a second round pick, man. Sam Bradford went for a first round pick, guys. Come on, dude ain't even playing now. So damn, Bill Belichick got hustled. Belay. All right, the next one is like a heartwarming uh, category. We have the hit you in the feels moment. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys have, but JJ Watt raising thirty four million dollars for Houston. I mean, he wanted to raise 200K, so I don't know how many more times that is that he did that. It's just incredible. You know, the power of social media when it could be used for for good things like that, it's just awesome. And that hit all the field spots, especially what Houston went through. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I hit the field slash feel good moment of the year seeing Jake Olsen, long snapper for uh, USC, USC, come out and take a The blind snap. guy. Yeah. You I don't know about he's that. blind. Yeah, perfect snap right on the money, and they banged the extra point against Western Michigan. I thought that was like that was just awesome. Like yeah, that the was reactions awesome. for the of the team and the the crowd in the stadium, it was just feel good. It was, it was such a dope moment. Imagine some douchebag blocks that kick. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the category. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it wasn't uh, because of the snap. That's for sure. No, it wasn't. Was he snapped the shit out of that. Uh, honorable mention to um, Marquise Goodwin catching a touchdown uh, after his child had passed away during birth. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and it was 170 times more than he was supposed to to mm. to get. Um, my hit you in the feels moment, and this is gonna probably make some people angry, was the anthem protest for the NFL this year. Um, listen, whether you agree with them or not, whenever you see 
individuals coming together and taking a stand for what they believe is right. That is always a positive direction in a healthy democracy. So I think that seeing that happen on the largest platform uh, was something that really made me feel good about the country, despite the fact that 2017 was the most divisive year um, in recent memory. Uh, All right, next we have the holy shit moment of the year. I've uh, holy shit, holy <laughs> shit, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, I've mentioned this many, many times. Uh, the fact that the United States is not going to be in the World Cup—that's uh, a holy shit moment. Not like when a guy gets thrown through a table. Yeah, that's just like. But holy shit is like when you see a 19 car pile up on on the expressway. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. So that's very upsetting. Holy shit, yeah. Well, that was a dejecting holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. uh, my holy shit moment of the year was the arm, the German to the arm bar from uh, Demetrius Johnson on Ray Borg. The mousetrap. Um, the mousetrap, as they call it, was for his record-breaking 11th title defense. And, uh, yeah, that moment was just crazy. Like It was a solid fight. Like Borg was hanging in into the fourth round. And uh, the German into the wild. arm bar. That was super wild. Very hard angle of him. <laughs> One of the craziest finishes, if not the craziest finishes I've seen this year and maybe ever. Uh, Tim? My holy shit moment was uh, the Floyd and Connor, Floyd Mayweather and Connor McGregor fight. Uh, the Now, the fight itself was not a holy shit moment. Very lackluster. I think what happened, though, was the holy shit moment was here's this rumor that was going around and here it is becoming actuality. And here are these two entities who are very much against each other combining because of the star power of two of the people in that sport. So I, I really think that that was like my holy shit kind of like watershed moment. It opens up things to like it, it like three-on-three three basketball games between European leagues and, and bat in the NBA or like uh, home run derbies with NFL players and th- things like that. Things like inter-sport mingling that I don't think could happen otherwise. Like this kind of opens the door for things like that in the future. I think it's cool. Uh, I just want to throw an honorable mention in there. The event we attended back in July or August, the uh, Bellator NYC rubbing elbows with like Darrell Revis and Lavernius Coles and Brandon Jacobs. Sterling Shepard was right next to us. Sterling Shepard. Justin Pugh was there. Brandon Jacobs, we dapped him up. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. Double J's. J's up. (laughs) Yo, first of all, I want to bring the guitar. Herschel Walker. We did ask him with the guitar. Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yo, first of all. Yeah, my brother, come take this picture. I'm his brother, but uh, <laughs> we saw we saw Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, that is the biggest human being I have ever seen in my life. That's one of the holy shit that the guy's big. Yeah, I walked up and I was like, "Dude, you're a lot smaller in person." He's like, <laughs> "All right." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, please don't hurt me." <laughs> his hands like he was, right, shaking, he was shaking right. my hand. And his fingers were like on my wrist. <laughs> it was like, "Yo, he's he's fucking massive." Yo, <laughs> honorable mention also. Holy shit! Uh, running into Paul Zipser 120 times in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Zippy zip. <laughs> oh, this guy again. Uh, <laughs> uh, athlete of the year. So I'm going to piggyback off Nick's uh, feel good moment, mm-hmm. JJ Watt. I'm going to go with Sean Watson mm. as my athlete of the year. He started off the year big by winning the national title, got picked 12th by the Texans, uh, overcame some adversity, wasn't starting right away, and took the job over early. Scored 21 total touchdowns, 19 through the air, and only six starts. Uh, and he's done great work off the field with Habitat for Humanity, which is paying it forward from work done. It's work yeah, done foundation word. that gave him a childhood home. 
and he also gave one of his game checks to the cafeteria workers for the Houston Texans for Hurricane Harvey, uh, people that were affected by Hurricane Harvey. So he's done phenomenal work on and off the field this year, and here's to a better, uh, healthier 2018 for Deshaun Watson. Yo, whenever I hear someone that's as good as a person as Deshaun Watson, I always think to myself, like, Definitely a serial killer. Yo, that, <laughs> wow, wow, definitely can't be that good. Someone, everyone has to have a little vice, and you can't be that perfect of a person. Uh, it's impossible. Better ruin my athlete of the year. Yeah, yeah. Dabo Sweeney did say that whoever whoever passes up on him is passing up on the Michael Jordan of this class. He did so, say that. Let's see. My athlete of the year is gonna be a little bit of a surprise. I'm going to the diamond. Jose Altuve. Hey, he was just named AP AP athlete of the year. Yeah, but. I I had that down before, so they're you know jacking my swag a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But yo, Altuve, um, watching baseball every time that guy was up to bat, I never thought he'd get out. I'm like ah, single at worst. You know he'll always get on base. When he would stand next to Judge, that famous picture, like the this guy's tiny dude, yeah. and he's the best player in baseball. It's insane. Won a World Series, also AL MVP. Hats off to him. He was also told. What he did in the playoffs is just persevering story. Crazy. He was like, "Yo, like you're at the wrong spot for his tryout." He went to a professional tryout, which is Houston, and he just came back the next day, and the rest is history. Dude, like you go home, you're five eight. Like what the fuck you doing? Yeah. He's shorter than all of us in this room. Yeah, crazy. Uh, my athlete of the year is LeBron James. Listen, he didn't win a championship this year, but. He, st- he stares down the barrel of this smoking gun of this super team, the best team ever built probably, just to beat him, just because that's the only way you could beat him. You can't have a perfect record in the regular season and beat him. No, he can't do that. He already proved that. No, you can't be just a regular team and beat him. Can't do that. He already proved that. You need the best players in the world all against each other. And what does he do? He perseveres. He gets rid of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play. Okay, okay, okay. Goodbye. I'll handle this myself. And now he's having one of the best seasons of his career at an age where he has no business having one of the best seasons of his career. He is leading a team, and he has a great shot to make up for that next year and uh, last year and actually beat the super-duper team. If he beats this version of the Golden State Warriors, I think it's clear that he's going to be the best player ever to live. Like, there's no even... If you debate it at that point, you're just a hater or you... You're a hater. That's really it. Uh, What about storyline of the year? So, something across all sports, um, the old heads just hating on the new game. Mm -hmm. Just across the board, right? So, like, we saw a lot of guys old, uh, like the Charles Barkleys and Shaqs of the world and uh, Elijah Wands and all these guys. Like, oh, back in my day, that wouldn't... You know what, John Stockton, back in your day, you didn't have to guard Giannis Adetokounmpo, yeah. all right, or, or James Harden, guys like that, or Russell Westbrook, who's 6'4 and is the most explosive player I've ever seen. And then you look across, like, all sports, right? Baseball, the analytics guys, everyone's angry about, like, the shifts. Back in my day, we didn't have a shift. Back in my day, my guy threw 150 times. Well, yeah, but, hey, if I'm going to throw 150 pitches, my arm's going to blow out, so I need to take care of myself. You look at the NFL, oh, back in my day, I would go over the middle. I was a real man. Well, now you're part of a giant class action lawsuit, and you're suing the NFL because you were going over the middle. And, uh, you know, obviously got to tie it into wrestling. Um, Now wrestling has become like high spots, too. Like wrestling is all like fancy stuff, all these vines going around of like crazy shit. And you have old heads even in there, too. Soccer. Uh, 
a lot of teams don't play with a number nine. And what that means is they play with no center forward. They just put a bunch of midfielders and the park the bus. They put everybody plays defense or you play counterattacking. Old heads have an issue there. Yo, old heads, we show love. We respect what you did. But, yo, this is a new wave, man. This is a funner wave. And this is what is putting butts in seats. This is what is selling out arenas. And, look, the ratings across the board for all sports are up. Sure, they're down in the NFL, but the NFL ratings are still bigger than all the ratings in all the sports. Right. So they're doing well. So just the old heads, man. Don't hate in 2018. Um, my storyline is a little different. I went with Serena Williams winning the Australian Open about approximately two months pregnant, they believe. Uh, Vanity Fair did a good write-up on the story where she was, like, training. She was, like, throwing up, and she had enlarged breasts and stuff. And her friend's like, yo, go take a pregnancy test. And she, like, laughed it off. And uh, she took one and, like, left it. She, like, totally forgot about it. Went back to it hours later. It was positive and took, like, five more, and they were all positive. So she decided to go forth with playing since she was in early stages of pregnancy. And she wound up winning. Uh, later in the year, delivered a healthy baby girl, which is nice. So uh, shout out to Serena Williams doing yeah. it big this year. Is that Drake's baby? Nah. What? What? No. That's the dude from Reddit, bro. He got bread. She, is she married? I know she was, She was like, had a fling with Drake for a little bit, no? I mean, was she pregnant during that time? <clears throat> I mean, nah, she's with the dude from Reddit. Yo, where's this coming from? I'll text Serena <laughs> and ask her. I'm trying to ruin my whole two se- two thousand. Nah, I'm just asking if it's Drake's Yo, baby or not. I don't know. I'm not down. I don't really. You I don't think we would have known if that was Drake. I'm not into the celebrity Alex stuff. Alex Ohanian. So I don't know. The co-founder Alex of Reddit. Oh, okay. So he's got bank. Breaded up. Well done. Well done, Alex. Uh, my storyline for this year is the refs. Um, refs and instant replay. So, oh boy, instant replay slowed the game of baseball down. Even though so many people say that it needs to be sped up, and then let's get to the real thing: the refs in football. Dude, I really liked the idea when it first happened. I think we all did. Yeah, they're gonna replay every single turnover and they're gonna replay every single scoring drive. But what happens when you do that? Things become the more the more clear it gets, the blurrier. It gets because mm-hmm. now you have to put all these rules in place in order to make everything crystal clear 100% and it's fucking up the game. Uh, I know that back when I was a kid, calls got fucked up, yes, but when they when my team scored a touchdown, I celebrated because I knew my team had a touchdown unless there was a flag on the field for holding or something. Now I can't do that. Now I can't celebrate until it's over. And then once two minutes is gone, you don't really want to celebrate. It's like, yeah. Because right, you're already – and it, it's it's ruining the game. No one knows what the rules are. Uh, the refs are way too involved in the game. And I think the storyline of the year is what effect is this going to have on these games. I think that's that's 2017 storyline. I really do. I got some uh, sources in the NFL, and they said that, you know, Dean Blandino was the guy that created this thing. And the name of it is Instant Replay. One time, the the goal of this was to run it back one time. You see it one time in the booth or in the tablet, and then you make your decision. It wasn't meant for you to rewind it 17 times and slow it down to the .001 degree to fucking find it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's that. I don't know why we can't you can't do it kind of like what how the MLB does it, except the MLB does it in a very slow manner. I think that if you have someone in New York City or wherever the fuck they're staying and they're just specialists at looking at replays and getting rules in there should be no reason why it doesn't take 30 seconds to 45 seconds yeah like why do you just not we know which plays are like on the fence like they should have a room of people who are just watching the game and those plays happen they go oh let me just look at this just in case we get a call like in hockey the war room yeah Yeah, exactly it's one of the best things that they have 
Except baseball problem is like all the umpires are 65 years old. They have to say stop. They walk over slowly to, yeah, the, to, the, to the dugout. <laughs> and they take the they get their headphones on. They walk back and they're like limping and they're like, Ugh, and they make their fucking home run call. Yeah. And it takes Let's forever. Go. Can we get a light jog in 2018, folks? <laughs> Come on, Blue. You Fuck. Need, you need cardio oh, Cardio to be a ref in Traffic 2018. Traffic is piling up, Blue. Get a light jog going. Uh, next, we have the rookie of the year like the, or newcomer. I'm going, newcomer of the year. I'm going with uh, Shanahan and McVay, two coaches in the NFC West. Now, I know Shanahan, his record is not that impressive, but like I mentioned in the beginning, now he got himself a shiny new toy and Jimmy G to play with. Uh, Jared Goff, career year, though it's year two, but doesn't have to worry about Jeff Fisher anymore. And that's the thing, yo. You have a quarterback paired up with a young, offensive-minded head coach. Sky's the limit. And I think that these guys are going to be forces going down the line. And cool thing about them, too, they're going to have to square off for the next decade. Because I think if you have the quarterback, pretty much could buy your house instead of renting it because you'll have your job secured. Notice not mentioned Sean McDermott, who single-handedly may have cost the Bills a playoff spot by switching quarterbacks abruptly in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. Who? After trading for KB, yeah. Dylan Benjamin. My uh, newcomer of the year is Aaron Judge, uh, American League Rookie of the Year, 52 home runs, 284 average, and 114 RBIs, along with the OPS over one. Yeah. Not heard of. Crazy. For a rookie. See what he could do in 2018. Uh, my newcomer of the year, he's not a rookie, but this is his first year as an elite talent, is Carson Wentz. Um, he took the league by storm. Uh, last year, he had a really rough time of it. But this year, he comes back and not only becomes, if he doesn't get injured, probably the front runner for NFL MVP. Uh, but And he takes his team to a 12 and, uh, I'm sorry, 13 and 2 record at this point. So uh, Carson Wentz is definitely that guy. He is the newest member of the NFL Elite Quarterback Club. Mm. Uh, also, the next category we have here is called Take My Money, Please. It's the best game or series of the year. Uh, for me, that was an easy one. It was the Yankees-Indians, ALDS. Uh, oh, Indians yeah. went down. Indians went up. I'm sorry, 2-0 on uh, Trevor Bauer shut him down game one, and then Kluber shut him down game two. Then the Yankees come back to Yankee Stadium, win a tight 1-0 game on a Greg Bird home run. Tanaka spun a gem. Game four, Yankees blow up Bauer, four-run second inning, and never look back. And then game five was the D.D. Gregorius two home runs off Corey Kluber and the epic Brett Gardner at bat in the top of the ninth inning, a 12-pitch at bat off Cody Allen to make the game from 3-2 to 5-2 on a single to right field. And, uh, yeah, man, that was that was just, I hope, the birth of something strong to come the next couple of years for the Yankees. Um, for me, it is definitely the Super Bowl. I know it's earlier in the year, and it's technically a part of last season, but how can you not mention the Super Bowl 28 to 3 comeback by the Patriots? Um a little story when it was 21 to 3, I was looking at my brothers and we were like this game sucks, uh, whatever, whatever and I was like, "Nope, I've seen this story too many times." Log on to my Bavada app, the um, and I take the Patriots money line. <laughs> at that point, I was Some like, balls. "I have seen this story too many times." And of course, it ha- what happens? Tom Brady, just like he has been doing to me my entire history as a Jets fan, just ripping the hearts out of uh, opponents, <laughs> little by little, touchdown by touchdown, yard after yard. And that game, as much as a Patriot hater I as I am, uh, 
huge respect for the Patriots for that one, man. Also, first uh, Super Bowl to go to overtime. Oh, yeah. Which uh, your boy gave in that prop game. You know what I'm saying? I just say that that was uh, my favorite. My favorite wager. And what's yours, dude? Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> uh, Clemson, Alabama, going even mm. earlier than uh, Tim's Super Bowl game. That game was incredible. Uh, game literally ended on the last play. Touchdown to Hunter Rethro. Uh, Renfro. 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 All right, zero for two on that name uh, by Deshaun Watson, and yeah, it was just an incredible game, start to finish. That game was just you know, quick pace, slugfest, all the fun stuff we want in uh, college football, football in general. Uh, so the last one we have here before we wrap this up is called Let's Leave It in 2017. Something that you don't want in the new year. Nick, what do you got? I'm, I'm piggybacking off what Tim said about his uh, game, Take My Money, Please. Um, we need to stop tweeting before we know the outcome. Because if you look back, and I've done it too. I'm sure we all have. But too much, like our society in general, like there's a story and right away people want to instant like take on it and they want your take on it i've seen it with the the nice platform that we've established here it's like oh this guy got traded what happened what, what do you think what do you who won the trade it's like hold on let me let me see what what's happening who went where you know uh tom brady beat the internet in that super bowl also at halftime of that game the tweets were incredible like i just signed on and i just was reading from like people i follow and it's like oh this guy's a bum he's washed up this and that and then we know what happened he wins it you know, goes thigh deep in Giselle later on that night. And we see all of the uh, the tweets there. It's all praising him, calling him the goat. Uh, make goat shirts with his face on it. And it's like, yeah, your opinion changed on the man in a matter of uh, 45 minutes. So just wait. Wait until you have the outcome. Wait until you've gathered the information. Don't press sand. <laughs> Don't press sand. Don't do it. Um, I'm leaving the idea that Baseball, you know, America's pastime is what it's called, and football is America's sport. That's going to stay behind in 2017 because I think basketball mm. is America's new sport and for now and going forward. Wow. Pace of play is a big thing that people always want to change in both sports and with yep. the replay system that we talked about, and baseball is more of the pitching changes and replay. Basketball, there's the pace of play is solid because even when you're getting fouled, you're putting up points. So it's when the game stopped – the score is still changing. So basketball, you can see everyone's faces. Superstars are much more easier to recognize to to the common folk or the average fan. And, uh, yeah, I think basketball makes its run to the top. We're already talking about, like, super teams and stuff. You know, it's it's going to be, I think, a good couple years for basketball going forward. I also think there's, like, the most, like, there's so many superstars in the NBA, too, now. Yeah, they we are, can, and they're very recognizable. Yeah, if you, they're dis, dis they're the best. Like you know how in the, the NFL, it's like you have your favorite team, and then you have maybe you have one player on another team. You're like, yo, but I root for this guy. I feel like in the NBA, you have like six guys that you like are not on your favorite team, but you love all those guys. Basket. Any common night, like I want to see this matchup, and it's like head to head. Whereas football, it's like, team, yeah, you know, you want to see. Yeah, like Odell I'm, this guy. This guy's maybe not throw to Revis's side during his reign. He'll throw it the other way, but it's like. That would be the matchup. With this, it's like these guys are playing defense against they each other. They have no, yeah. They have no choice but to defend. Yeah. Also, that's where the best athletes are at. Yeah. True. Um, my leave it in 2017 is I'm going to continue the absolute ESPN hate of this show. We haven't hated on ESPN in a while, guys. What's going on here? 
Can I get a fuck ESPN for oh, everyone? Oh, fuck them. To, to be fair, I feel like it's always been you that hates on them the most. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> anyway, fuck ESPN. And <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because, listen, when I was a kid, I used to sit there, and I don't know about you guys. I used to watch SportsCenter like three times in a row. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was just like it was on all the time, the, no matter what it was, while I was going to sleep, when I woke up, before I got to school, after school, always. And one, it's one of the reasons why I, I learned the game so well is because these highlights would take me all the way through the entire game. They'd say, all right, we start in the first inning, we end in the ninth inning. These new highlights and the way they do them now are, are, are like, all right, here's Chris Paul's five assists. Here's uh, James Harden's three best buckets from his 36. Here's whoever, Yanni's Antetokounmpo's greatest dunks, right? And then you got nothing else. There's no storyline for the game. So what are you teaching the kids? You're teaching the kids to go out there and be selfish basketball players, be the superstars, and it's fucking up the game for the next generation. I want to see highlights go in sequential order where you follow the storyline of a game, you present scenarios, not just these whoever the superstar may be, this is how many points he compiled. I hate that shit, and I, I wish that I want to keep those highlights in the past, and I, I want the old way to do highlights to be back, or a new way that incorporates both. Mm. All right. Well, that is our show. On, that is 2017. On to next year. On to next Happy year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, do don't again. drink and drive. Mm, definitely don't drink and drive. <laughs> For yeah. sure, don't drink and drive. Yeah, it's so stupid. That Leave that in 2017. Leave that doing. in 2017. Yeah, 100%. Just call an Uber, man. It's not worth it. Anyway, uh, yeah, but that is all. Yeah. Should we plug or no? Nah, we didn't plug last year. No either. plug. No. At Tip Shop. Let's do it again. <laughs> And we'll see you in 2018. Let's do it again, but next year, really next year, let's do it then. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.